Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast, so it's me for the day. Um, I believe this is the one that I'd recorded like three times and the laptop decided that it was going to shut down uh, two of those three times, so uh, you'll have to forgive the uh, rushed element and slightly peeved element of the whole thing. Uh, Yeah. If you aren't watching us on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. Um, you know, there's usually a video. This one just has some pictures. Um, but while you're there, if you could like, subscribe, and uh, click for notifications, and then share it with people you know, that'd be great. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello, it's me, um, it's me again, um, so this is the point where I'm supposed to start talking about how we're still in lockdown, the time of recording we're still in lockdown, um, make a few jokes to make light of the situation, talk about how it's affected me, say how I miss the gym, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Or, this is the point in time where I tell you this is not, in fact, the first. Not, in fact, the second. This is the third time I have attempted to record this podcast. And you're thinking, oh, you know, you know, did you start it and have to stop for a reason? And then did you start again and have to stop again? No. What I mean is, this is the third attempt separate attempt to record this podcast two weeks ago i attempted i I recorded a podcast which had multiple breaks in it because i have a child that's decided that sleep is not an option anymore sleep is not needed so i kept stopping going to deal with that stopping one of the breaks was 20 minutes long but you know technology and all that you can pause and cool Got to the bit where I talk about what I'm doing workout-wise with no gym. And a message pops up on, on the laptop. You need to do a restart. And I'm like, well, I don't need to do a restart right now. I'm doing a podcast. Message disappears. Message comes back. Immediately. You need to do a restart. Like, I've got two minutes left in this podcast. I think you'll survive. So... At the point that I'm like, anyway, cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. The laptop restarts. And one hour of podcast lost to the ether. So, that's that. It's not two weeks ago. It's a week ago. So, that's... A week ago today, I sat down to do that. Every day since then, for a few days after that, I attempted to redo the podcast. But the thought of having to redo a podcast that was an hour, that was lost, didn't fill me with joy. 
and became turned turned into a point. I think by Thursdays, like this ain't happening. I'll just redo it on Monday and do like a special double episode. Skip to today. Skip to the end. So this evening, same situation again. Baby doesn't want to sleep. Forty minutes of that nonsense. I'm supposed to be doing a video podcast with the podcast alum. Right, I'm going to knock my podcast out. No dramas. Let's do this. 40 minutes, 50 minutes behind, whatever. Sit down, ready to rock and roll. I think I managed to get half an hour into the podcast. Laptop's like, hmm, yeah. Let's do another restart. That's fun, isn't it? Do you remember last time I told you I was going to do a restart? Well, this time... It's going to be a surprise. And the only way you're going to know is when the make of the laptop pops up on the screen to tell you that I turned off a couple of seconds ago whilst you were still talking. How the fuck that's possible, I do not know. You should not be able to do a restart whilst in the middle of doing something and with no intervention from me. And I'm sure you can imagine at this point in time, I am like... I presume this podcast is never going to get recorded. I presume it's not going to happen. However, I am making an attempt, third attempt, to do it. On my second attempt, I said, it's going to be super long. It's two weeks worth of podcasts. I've got additional stuff. I'm not going to absolutely fly through it and miss stuff out, but I am going to try and go a in a reasonable pace at this point in time i'm not terrified that the laptop's going to restart i'm just going to have to try and get it done as quickly as possible so we're in lockdown still last thursday it was announced three more weeks of lockdown at time of recording the last two days the death toll has gone down i don't know if that means something obviously it means something i don't know if it means something in for the long term so that's where we're at now. Um, so as far as lockdown is concerned, um, and you've got to bear in mind that I'm essentially recording two weeks worth of podcast, two lots of podcast. Going back um, 10 days or something, not last Thursday, Thursday before, um, I said, I'll go and do the shopping. I was in a position to go and do that in the evening. So I'm like, I will go and do the shopping. Just before leaving the house, I realised that this is the first time I have left the house to go and actually do something like this. And I didn't know how to do it. What I mean by that is, you know, I'm saying before I leave, am I supposed to wear a mask? So the mask thing, as far as I can tell, is wear one if you want and don't wear one if you don't want to. And I'm like, when I get to the supermarket, where do I stand? What do I do? Am I going to get stopped by the police going to the supermarket and have to justify going to the supermarket? You know, this sort of stuff. I suddenly got really panicky about it. I, and, you know, especially with the whole leaving the house thing. Um, I had to drive, which was the first time I'd driven in something like three weeks. Like, further than down the road. Um... And I was proper. I was properly worried about it. Um, in the last attempt to do this podcast, I talked about 
a lot less than I talked about in the first attempt, in the first attempt I had a lot to say. Short version is, um, there were there were some issues, there were issues, I'm not going to lie. I had to go to two supermarkets to get two thirds of the stuff on my list. Couldn't buy eggs, couldn't buy um, another item, and that was by going to two supermarkets. Um... There was some issues around uh, some people not observing social distancing. Uh, there were some issues around, um, you know, if the, the fact that if you are observing social distancing, but somebody else isn't, they're putting you in a really difficult and quite awkward position. Um, I am aware that there's been... A variety of different altercations and a variety of different situations. So, yeah, you know, not not great. But I went and I did it. I went to two supermarkets. Um, you know, we're told that there's there, there's lots of food and and veg. Oh, it was strawberries. That was the other item I couldn't get. We're told that there's lots of food, lots of veg, fruit, things like that. The reality is that when you go to the shops, there isn't. Um, you know, what I've seen, which is very little, is uh, fruit and veg is the one that's suffering. Um, and, you know, this household largely operates on fruit and veg. So it's quite difficult in that situation um, we've had issue getting peppers and peppers is a staple we had an issue getting strawberries strawberries is a staple we had an issue getting crumpets bread you know we managed to get bread but not the right bread and for an adult you know you might have to eat brown instead of white or vice versa um, but for a baby you know a small a small child you want them to eat a certain type of thing so it's difficult um, it was what it was, and it is what it is. Uh, like I say, you know, an hour ago when I was doing this podcast for the second time, um, I had various things to say, and last Monday I had a lot to say. I think it was like a 20 minute sort of conversation. Um, but I think I'm just gonna leave it there. Um, I've not I've not been to do it since. Um, I, um, Sam, podcast alum, Sam, um, is stuck, is stuck in his flat. Um, so Liam was going to go and do some shopping. She got him some bits, but didn't get him, uh, everything. Again, it was peppers that was needed. Um, I went into a shop whilst we were out on a, on a exercise walk and they didn't have any peppers either. I did manage to get him a couple of the other missing items. Um, so that was that. Uh, so, I think I previously mentioned about the coffee mousse. I can confirm I have made coffee mousse. Um, if you haven't listened to the last one, I think it was on. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. Coffee, this coffee mousse is not like a dessert. This is, um, it's got three ingredients. Uh, two spoonfuls of coffee, two spoonfuls of sugar, and two spoonfuls of hot water. Whisk it with an electric whisk, and it turns into a mousse. You know, you, you know it's done when it's doubled in size. 
And the idea is, is that you scoop it on the, and put it on top of your cold coffee. Um, coffee mousse with cold coffee. Um, the upside is it was very nice. Downside is a little bit of a faff to make and it was super strong. Um, I put it on top of a, of a cold coffee and I enjoyed it. It was strong and um, I might have had trouble sleeping that night. I can't confirm or deny one way or another. Very nice. It's not something I'm going to make all the time. Whereas I am, you know, I make cold coffee, cold brews every day now. Um, I'm not saying it's a staple. I'll still drink a hot cup of coffee, but I do enjoy the cold, the cold coffee. Um, coffee mousse was nice. It was fun, you know, fun to make, but it's a bit of a faff. So it's not something I'm going to be making every day. Um, so, still in the in the vein of the lockdown, um, I bought my eldest a new bike. Um, wanted to get it for Christmas. She's been absolutely desperate for a new bike. She's been riding this tiny little bike. Every time I saw her on it, I was like, darling, you need a new bike. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that, it's tiny. You need a new bike. Yeah, I know. I'd wanted to get it for Christmas. In hindsight, I should have got it for Christmas. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. So um, I, well, I had to order it because obviously once the lockdown came in, you can't go to a shop and buy a bike. So I had to order it. Um, it was one of those that I ordered it, and it said it was it was gonna it was gonna come within five working days. I ordered it on a weekend, so the first day it could come. No, I had it on a Friday, so the first day it could come. Um, it was like the Tuesday or something. They delivered it on the Monday. Um, I built it a couple of weeks ago, sent her off on it. She was like, I need a new helmet because my helmet is too small. Ordered her a helmet. And um, she came back with the bike. And luckily, uh, yet again, the helmet was supposed to turn up on Friday. It turned up on Tuesday. Um, you know, I know that the delivery times are a bit skewed. Certainly Amazon's deliveries are timescales are all over the place because they are over budgeting on time and then del you know, over delivering. So they'll deliver probably days before they say they're going to. Um, so I said to her, I was like, tell you what, I'll dig my bike out. We'll, we'll go for a bike ride. So I did just that. Had to move three bikes to get to mine. And this was where I found that um, the both tyres were flat. Seat needed a wipe. Uh, and the spiders had tried to reclaim it as part of the earth. Um, so it was very much going to be a case of blowing the cobwebs off. And, then, and that's not just a phrase in this situation. That is a literal thing. I was going to have to blow the cobwebs off by riding it. Uh, got the bike uh, bike pump out, pumped up the tyres. Um, the back tyre wouldn't sustain my weight. So put more air in. Back tyre still would not sustain my weight. Put more air in. Uh, by the time I finished pumping the back tyre up, it will have been literally bulletproof. Um, but I managed to get it to the point where it would 
sustain my weight and uh, we went off for a little bike ride uh, two seconds because the laptop screen has just dimmed and I am not taking any chances stupid thing <sighs> so we went for a bike ride uh, you know it took took quite a while to get mine into a rideable pos position um, but I did felt comfortable not Super comfortable. I haven't ridden a bike in quite a while, but I felt comfortable enough to be able to go out. Um, it was it was lots and lots of fun. Um, we rode we rode down down into the village, um, back up again, rode down to the university, back up, um, bit of freewheeling down the hills, racing and stuff. Uh, beautiful day, beautiful day for it. Um, lots of fun it was super fun uh really enjoyed it i've uh, I, you know i've already said but not in this version of the podcast um if there was a possibility if there was a place i knew that was open that i could get the bike serviced um i think i'd go and get it serviced and actually start using it again um i could do i could do x amount of that service element myself but there are things that i don't think i could do um it's got disc brakes I think they need a bit of work, but it, they've been like that since I got that bike. They were messed up to start with, um, and I've just kind of lived with it, but um, maybe somebody could do something with it. Um, so, that's uh, that was the bike. Um, I've been doing some running. Um, me, Leanne and the baby have been, I've, I've headed out for a walk. Uh, one of those, it was a situation of, um, oh, why don't, you know, why don't you put your running stuff on and do like a run and a walk? Um, so I was like, actually, that's not too bad an idea. Did a thing like a bit, a bit sort of like, an amalgamation of a, like a, a couch to 5k thing um we would walk and then i would run off sort of down the road to the end of the road sort of thing and then i would stop and wait for them to catch up walk for a bit and then i would run off again the um the uh, the route like a mile and a half certainly didn't run a mile and a half but did um do a mile and a half uh, a couple of days later went out and did it again um it's just a bit of something um i'm getting some cardio but cardio is certainly lacking so maybe with doing a little bit of running maybe get back on the bike and keeping up with the vr boxing um maybe that's something that i can that i can do that i can sort of keep the cardio ticking over um so yeah there's there's those things going on a little drink of water um so what's left on the list phone long time listeners going back a little ways will know that I have this whole thing about phone usage uh there was a big thing for me where I was trying to make 
uh, make a difference to my phone usage, bring it down. Um, and I've talked about it a lot. New listeners might not know that. Uh, I have a thing about phone usage. I have a thing about parents and children and, and mobile phones. And, uh, you know, you should be interacting with your child rather than interacting with your phone. Uh, and then I then become a hypocrite when I do it myself. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was my day with the baby. And I had a hoodie on. Phone in the pocket. Got warm. Took the hoodie off. Left the phone in the pocket. And I didn't, I didn't bother with it. I didn't use my phone um, for nearly the entire day. I just left it in the pocket of the jacket. By the end of the day, I was like, oh, I'm super proud. I haven't used my phone. I haven't been on my phone all day. Um, next day, uh, I put my phone on the dining room table. Left it there. Didn't use it. Didn't need it. And that was that. Um, with the lockdown, there's been... Um, you know, video calls and video and conversations like that are an absolute must. Um, so there was this thing we've been doing a lot of video calls. Um, obviously, they drain the battery on your phone. So there's a lot of um, you know. Basically, I got to the point where I was like, I need a way to charge my phone that also holds my phone. So, um, undenied and ended up buying a reasonably priced wireless charger. It's also a stand. So that was that. So I've got this thing now where I leave my phone stood, uh, in the bedroom on the morning, just leave it there. I don't use it. Um, last Sunday got a notification saying that my screen time was, uh, was an average of 20 minutes a day, which I was just like, that is that's how it should be. That's um, that's super cool. I'm super happy with that. Um, it's been easy to sort of maintain. Uh, I had a bit of a bad day last week uh, where I was um, I was checking it a lot. I was up and downstairs and I was checking it a lot um, because I was getting a multitude of emails that day. Um, so the next day, I'm like, I am not touching that phone. I don't want to be checking it, I don't want to be reading emails, I don't want any of that. So I left it in the bedroom and I felt a, a huge amount better. Um, it's just this thing that I'm just, I just want to get away from it, I just want to be, um, you know, it has its place, it has its need, it has all of that, but I don't want to be tied to it. Um, especially at times that I should be doing other stuff, you know. I don't want to be one of those parents that's not interacting with my child over the sake of a cat video on Facebook. Um, so that's that's sort of that's sort of the big goal. Um, so far, uh, I'm already I already feel super high and mighty when I see other people on their phones. So I must be doing something right. Um, so yeah. Um, I've been doing, uh, I've been doing the old, the, the Joe Wick, um, had the girls, um, they're like, oh, you know, we're doing Joe Wick every day. Like, okay, so do, do we need to do the Joe Wick? Oh yeah, you got to do the Joe Wick. 
Wicks, sorry. Um, I mean, I, I changed his name every day. Um, I was like, right, okay, so we're putting, uh, putting this Baba Yaga guy on then. What? Yeah, you know, John Wick. Uh, that was the first one. Um, I think the next one I was like, so uh, so we're going to watch this uh, this Joe Rogan guy then, yeah? Get a bit of uh, JRE on the go, yeah? I think by the end of the week it was, uh, so uh, we're going to watch this thing about tigers. You know, watch a bit of uh, Joe Exotic, yeah? Tiger King. Um, so we did Joe Wick, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, I can safely say great way to start your day. Um, on the, on those days, um, it was, uh, two of those days were really tough. I was properly, um, yeah, ex- I'm like exhausted and we were doing it not first thing in the morning, but we were doing it, um, early morning uh so but i can safely say made me feel really good you know it was a good start to the day you know get up have your breakfast do joe wicks um i didn't do it today i'm back i was back at work today uh but landed it today well done to her um it's it's another thing that makes me sort of think you know about the the benefits and the uh, certainly the mental health benefits of exercise, I can safely say I felt better on those days doing that exercise. You know, um, the the worst of the ones was I think it was like twenty seconds on, ten seconds off. You just you just didn't get enough time to rest. You just didn't get enough, and that was a bit more brutal. Um, so. That's uh, been doing been doing Joe Wicks. Is what I'm. I feel I'm a bit over the place. I'm super super worried that the laptop is just going to do what it's done every time I've tried to record this podcast and turn off. So I'm a little distracted by that aspect. Um, I'm trying to get this podcast done in, a, in basically a super quick manner so that I can try and get there before the laptop does decide to turn off. Part of me is like, do I stop it and, re- and and save it so that at least I've got this? Um, I probably need to relax a little. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, because we're talking about what is essentially two weeks worth of content, there is two weeks worth of content. Um, I've got one, two, three... three tv shows a documentary a movie uh one two three four console games that's not even true uh sorry i'm just adding something which is very rude uh, some VR, and then we're going to talk about some workout stuff. Um, so, like I say, I am trying to get through it because I'm terrified the laptop's going to turn off. Um, you know, let's let's get going. So, um, I watched a couple of TV shows that were very, very similar to each other. Um, both very enjoyable. I'm going to tell you about them now. First one was called Car Masters Rust to Riches. 
believe the last podcast I was saying that I'd watched all of series one and that I'd watched the start of series two. Um, what I can say is I finished that. There was only two series of that and I finished that. Um, generally good. You know, it's very much in the fast and loud vein. Uh, Gas Monkey Garage sort of stuff. Uh, car restoration, you know, hot rods, that sort of thing. Um, unfortunately, there was a couple of downsides. Um, there's a, you know, when these things are just harping on and on about money, gotta get the money, gotta get the next money, gotta get the money, gotta get the payday, gotta get the money. But, you know, the guy that owns the garage has clearly had all of his teeth done. Um, they're telling you this information through their Netflix TV show that then nobody will be getting paid for. Um, you know, there was this episode where they obviously had to add some drama because these programs need drama, but I'd already I'd said it before it happened. Uh, they were talking about this deal and how this deal was really precarious and it absolutely had to go ahead. It's just got to go ahead. And I physically said out loud, Enter the drama, and two seconds later, it was like the music changed, and there was like there was a phone call, and basically like uh, the car they were working on, which they just so happened to leave outside the shop, got driven into and essentially written off, which completely ended the deal, and uh, and nobody's got any money, nobody's got any money, nobody's got any money. If you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell you. All in all enjoyable show i wish we didn't need the fake element i wish we could sort of embrace the fact that people know it's a tv show um <clears throat> but i know that's not how um american tv works and tv in general um yeah you know, i love i love a twist i love a bit of suspense and that sort of stuff but i don't want it to be forced and i don't want it to be fake so that's my opinion on that like I say, overall, good good series. I'd recommend it. Uh, that's Car Masters Rust to Riches. It's on Netflix. Followed straight up with an almost identical TV show. This has only got one series, um, depending, yet again, if you believe the back end of this series, there's, there's potentially a reason why. Uh, this one is called Rust Valley Restorers. Set in Canada. Um when I recorded this podcast previously, uh, I said the only time that you would tell that it was recorded, uh, that it was made in Canada, is when they're actually trying to sell the cars. Um, there's a lot of A when they talk, when they're trying to sell cars. The rest of the time, it's just it just seems, you know, it could be American. Um, there's a guy... Oh, one second. I'm not letting that screen go off. This guy made money from construction or junkyards. Might be junkyards. Um, seems like he was probably quite wealthy. Um, has the largest collection of derelict cars, barn find type cars in that particular area. I think he owns 400 of them. And they just sit there and essentially he's been working on the odd one here and there. But it was just like a collection. He just owns them. Decides that it's time to maybe make some money off the back of this collection. So what he's going to do is he's going to open a garage. Pull cars out. Restore them. Turn them into like these super cool, super nice 
rebuild these cars, and then sell them and make some money. Yet again, whole principle about around the show is that uh, nobody's got any money. You know, heard this one before. Um, the, the What's interesting is the main guy in it, the guy that owns the garage, has got like a problem, sort of a problem. Um, he just buys stuff constantly. So he'll be like, oh, I'm going to sell this car for like $15,000. And he'll go to a car show to sell the car for $15,000. Before he's walked through the door, he's spent two grand on like parts and engines and things like this. And he'll like go off to see somebody about getting a, a part that he needs to rebuild a car. But while he's there, he'll buy two derelict cars and bring them back. Which I felt was an interesting angle for one of these shows. You know, generally, the guys that own these garages and the guys that are on these shows are super driven. You know, they all want to be millionaires. They all want to be, um, you know, king of the world sort of thing. And that passion comes through in the work that they do. Um, this guy is, uh, you get the feeling that he's probably on paper at some point in time has probably been a millionaire. Um, there's a point where he says that he spent like over $2 million on, I don't know whether it's like his collection or the, or he's, he, he, he's saying it's his investment. Um, little bit of a spoiler, um, by the end of the series, uh, I watched this series in a day. Um, it was engaging enough to do it that way. Uh, by the end of the series, he he's no better off, uh, as I'm sure you can imagine when you're trying to sell cars for a certain amount, but you're probably spending as much. And then you've got an entire staff to pay for, and you've got to keep the lights on and this, that, and the other. That's a terrible business model. Simply put, it's not going to survive. Um, and like I say, spoilers, but that's... You know, doesn't take a genius to work out money in, money out sort of thing. Um, enjoyable. It was an enjoyable show. You know, I, I like, as as you can probably guess, I like those shows. I've watched a lot of them. Um, Fast and Loud, Orange County Choppers, uh, West Coast Customs, all of that sort of stuff. Um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. I, I'd certainly recommend it. And like I say, a little bit of a twist in the tale. Still very much a, we're watching a TV show on Netflix, but nobody's got any money um, element. Um, as I've just said there, that was that was some spoilers. Um, this is going to be big spoilers. So, at this point in time, there are spoilers coming. However, not massive spoilers... However, very much in the vein of spoilers. What I am going to tell you is a TV show that I have watched everything that is available of it. And I am going to talk about it fairly openly. I'm not going to spoil everything, but there will be spoilers. So if you do not want to know what happens in the TV series The Mandalorian, you are going to want to skip forward. Um, like I say, I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it, but I am, there, there will be, I am going to talk about some of the things that are in it. Um, I have watched 
what was when I originally recorded this five episodes, what is now six episodes of The Mandalorian. Everything that has been available on Disney Plus at this point of time of recording. No, I didn't pay for Disney Plus. Uh, big shout out to Laura Hayden, uh, my sister, who very kindly gave me one of her logins for Disney Plus. Super cool. Um, big, big thank you for that. Um, my biggest thing with Disney Plus was I wanted to watch The Mandalorian. Um, cool time for the girls in the sense that, you know, it's Disney, so plenty on there for them. But I wanted to watch The Mandalorian, which I have done. Um, really good. Uh, really good. Really good series. Uh, it's really enjoyable. Um, I pretty much all but checked out of the Star Wars universe. Um, obviously, I very much enjoyed the uh, Jedi Fallen Order game. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I've played it four times. Um, <coughs> start to finish. Super enjoyable game. Uh, you know, if there's something in the Star Wars world that interests me, I will definitely check it out. Unfortunately, for me personally, that doesn't really involve the films. I find the films, everything since uh, Return of the Jedi, I find to have been particularly poor. Uh, barring sort of Rogue One, solo to a degree. Everything else um, I find to be, a, 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 you know, it's it's not a scratch on those, those original movies. Um, so, Mandalorian. First episode. It's a long episode. Um, had some um, interesting additional characters in it. Um, Taika Waititi was doing a voice in it. Uh, I think there was a couple of other additional famous people. What's interesting is that the Mandalorian is played by Pedro Pascal. It's obviously, you know, famous actor. You never see his face. Um, and his voice is, it's like done through, you know, it's, it's kind of electronic to, to a degree. Uh, it's done as if it's coming through a walkie-talkie. So at no point would you ever know it was him other than, you know, it's him. Um, those are maybe spoilers. What is a big spoiler and something that I didn't know before I started this series, uh, the Baby Yoda thing. I, from what I'd seen, I presumed that Baby Yoda was in, like, an episode. It was just going to be in one episode. It was going to be like, you know, go and save Baby Yoda. Uh, bring him back, and that'll be that. What I never realised was that the, um, the the Baby Yoda thing is literally from episode one. And, he, and, and he's in every episode. Um, it's cute. It's fun. Um, I'm sure we will end up with a Baby Yoda, you know, toy or plush or something in our house before long. Um, you know, there's some jokes involved, this, that, and the other. Something, and this is going to be another spoiler, uh, something that is super, super cool about this series is that there is a forging element, um, like forging armour element, uh, basically, 
there's a point where he's getting paid in uh, in a particular type of steel, and it just happens to be the steel that his armor's made out of, and he takes it to somebody and they craft him new armor. That is a spoiler. Um, I love forging stuff. I obviously I'm a big Alex Steel fan. I watch his YouTube stuff. Um, and I love to watch things being forged and made. So to have that as an actual element of a TV of a current and what is, I presume, very popular TV series, I thought that was super cool to see. Really enjoyed that fact. Um, there's... There's a slight downside. Um, when you watch it, it feels you know like this is this is cool. This is really good. It's really enjoyable. Um, but it feels like I've seen it before. I think the reason behind that is the, and for want of a better way of putting this, the whole thing in a lot of ways is just largely completely ripped off from Firefly. There are there are a couple of episodes that are just firefly episodes redone uh in in the star wars universe and I th it feels very much like as if they hope you don't notice um there was also the fact that an episode started and i sort of jokingly was like oh so they're gonna do the seven samurai episode brilliant and then they did the seven samurai episode and i was like really Firstly, usually done by an established TV show. Secondly, surely we've seen it a bajillion times before this. Um, anyway. It's fun. It's fun. You know, you kind of allow it, even though it's ripping off um, an exceptional TV show and hoping that you don't notice. You kind of allow it because of the way it's done. Something about the the character of the Mandalorian, um, I thought he was just going to be like hard as nails, badass bounty hunter. Uh, the the way they've taken that is not that way. Um, you know, he's often in fights and he's often getting a kick in. Um, you know, there's been a, a few points where it's not exactly gone his way. Um, he's very good at what he does, you know. He, he is a bounty hunter and he is... Um, he just fit that role, but I find it interesting that they've, they've gone the way they have with the character. Um, so that was that, and that was the review that I gave when I was at episode five. One of the biggest reasons that I wanted to watch The Mandalorian was that I was actually very much aware of something that I have spoken about on the podcast previously, was that Bill Burr was in an episode. And I was like, I've got to see this. I've got to. He is the 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 running joke is that he was very. He's always been very vocal about his. It's not a dislike, but it is at the same time of Star Wars. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get the geek culture around it. He doesn't engage with it. He's been very vocal about that, and apparently that was the joke. John Favreau said to him, "I want you to come and be in the Mandalorian." He laughed and was like. You do know that I'm quite vocal around my opinion on the Star Wars universe. And John Favreau's answer was, exactly, that's why I want you to do it. Episode 6 came out on Friday. I sat down Friday evening to watch it. Um, hands down, the best episode. 
because it had an amazing cast. Um, so Bill Burr was in it as like a fairly main character. Richard Iowadi did a voice in it. Uh, Clancy Brown was in it. I haven't seen Clancy Brown for ages. Um, there was um, the guy from Sons of Anarchy that's got the big beard and the big beard and the big hair. He was also in Batman Begins. Can't think of his actual his name as an actor, but that's how I would describe him. Really cool episode. Really good. Uh, Bill Burr was really good in it. Um, you know, it's not it's not his first rodeo, but uh, as somebody who I very much you know, I listen to his podcast and I watch him stand up and I go and see him live. To see him as an actor in things is often strange, um, and there's I think there's a part of me that expects him to do badly um, because that's not his you know his first calling, but he was very good in it. Um, super enjoyable episode, hands down the best one that there's there has been up till this point um and i really enjoyed it um i'm enjoying the series even though of all the stuff i've said so that is the mandalorian um i watched a documentary today uh came on netflix in the last few days when i saw it i was like that looks super cool called la originals um about these two guys unfortunately um i can't tell you their, their real names i can't tell you their full names because i didn't make a note of them <coughs> there's that cough again i didn't write them down didn't make a note i can tell you what they're referred to as this is like mr cartoon and uh steve-o and it's not the steve-o from jackass one second Okay, not letting that laptop go. Um, one guy's like a one guy's a tattoo artist. One guy's a photographer. The guy didn't start out as a tattoo artist. Um, he started out graffiti, then moved on to um, like pinstriping cars and doing like designs on cars, and then found his way to tattooing. There's somebody said something apparently sort of well known for um, being quite expensive tattoos uh, and somebody said is like oh, I'd really like a tattoo by him but I'm not prepared to pay the $50,000 to get one part of me was like I hope that's a joke and another part of me was like what are the chances it isn't um, a lot of people were saying great tattoo artist very expensive he's tattooed all of the people, you know, all the greats from the hip-hop scene. Um, Eminem, Cypress Hill, 50 Cents, um, Dre, I think, Snoop Dogg, just everybody. Uh, the other guy, the, the Steve-O guy, he was basically a guy that followed him around with a camera, took pictures, took videos, went to gigs, took pictures, took videos, and had like 30 years worth of footage and pictures to make this documentary he'd made the documentary it was very much a rise and fall kind of thing um, everything was fine until the financial crash in america financial crash in america 
certainly wiped out the the uh, the guy that was a photographer. They had this massive studio together, um, and they had to close it down after thirteen years. And then he was like, "Oh, let me show you the new studio." And it was just like a broom cupboard. And it was this tiny, tiny room. Uh, you felt really sorry for him at the end. I mean, you know, ultimately the artist, you know, the the guy who can draw, the guy who can tattoo, all that. That's a talent that he's always going to have. He's always going to be able to do that. He's always going to have work. Um, but you could see that the the photographer, uh, that side of it, um, yeah, he, he seemed to be struggling by the end. Um, super fun, super enjoyable, very much in the vein of the, uh, uh, was it the originals that I watched? Uh, with Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine got a mention in it. Um, if you like the hip-hop scene and things that go with it, if you like tattoos uh, and that sort of stuff, I'd give it a whirl. It was super enjoyable. Uh, but that that's a it's like a, a documentary. It's not a TV series or anything. Um, right, we're still going. Still, you know, are you still there? Are you still strapped in? Um, let's talk movies. I actually watched a movie. Um, I'd intended to watch more films by this point. Uh, I've got a couple of films to watch. Um, time is not my friend. Especially when you have to record a podcast three times. <sighs> time is not my friend at the moment. And I've got a lot of other... I've got a lot of additional things going on. Um, which is just... You know, it's all they're all time vampires. I watched a movie. I just watched a movie last night. Um, so that shows, you know, in what is essentially two weeks worth of podcast to have watched one movie. Um, what I'm about to say, it, it, it's a possibility that none of it's true. That's not to say that I'm about to tell you a load of lies. What I'm about to tell you is... M- the way I remember this film coming about. This is potentially not true. I'm not trying to misinform you. I'm just saying this is how I remember it and my memory might not be correct. Filmwatch was a film called Code 8. Code 8 is a film about um, people who have got superpowers. Like one person has one power. Um, and it's a, you know, the world, they don't really belong in the world. So they end up doing like manual labor jobs. Um, a guy who can, um, move things with his mind can move bricks. A guy who can conduct electricity or has has like an electricity power can be an electrician. A guy who can, um, melt stuff with his hand can weld a guy that can um, or a girl you know a person with powers who can um, what was oh super strong goes without saying you can lift things that are heavy so they end up doing like construction jobs and they become like they, you know the story in this is that they're they're day laborers um, sort of thing um there is like a police force and this police force has these robots um 
that are used to deal with the fact that a lot of these um, there's a drug that uh, that's on the streets uh, that are taken by these people with powers. Um, obviously, when you involve drugs in things, people get crazy. They have these robot um, police. They have these big, like giant drones that fly these robot police around the place, and they have human police. Um, from what I remember, this movie started off as like a, um, just like a project where people <coughs> had made it to sort of demonstrate like their CG abilities. And I seem to remember, probably completely wrong, but they made this like mini sort of movie with these police robots. And it kind of evolved from there. Um, you know, there was like more and more footage of this or this police state with these police robots. Uh, they look super cool. Uh, there's a bit where they have to like break in, like break through a door, and the robot just uses like a big, um, like a fist thing to smash the door down. Uh, super cool. Um, and then the was a trailer that appeared and i was like oh you know there's that there's that that concept again um and the trailer had robbie amell one of the amell brothers um of uh <clears throat> he was in a tv a, a one series tv series of the tomorrow people which was a remake of a 90s kids show of the tomorrow people which i believe was a remake of something from the 70s maybe or the 80s tomorrow people is people who can teleport he was the main character in that um and he's the brother of Stephen amell who is arrow in green arrow Stephen amell next thing is apparently in the film he's going to be in the film and the film's being made and it's being released and all this and then next thing it's on netflix i'm like i've been following this film for a while um it looks super cool. You know, you've got super powered people. You've got these robot police people. Um, yeah. Turned out that Han from the Fast and the Furious franchise was in it as a police officer. Um, it hasn't had the best of reviews. It's scoring like 6 out of 10. Um, and for me, I was like, I don't really care what the review says. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to review it myself. And this is one of those situations where that's the right thing to do. Because I really enjoyed it. It was a really enjoyable film. It was a good film. Um, there was some there was some sort of twists. Not huge twists, but there were twists in it. There was various aspects. Uh, a couple of characters doing things that you didn't expect them to do. Um, and yeah. It was an enjoyable film. It was like an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes or something. Perfect length for a movie. Sit down, gave it a watch, gave it a chance. Was not disappointed. An enjoyable film. Another example why <coughs> not necessarily always needing to listen to critics. But what I will say is, I love a bad movie. So there's a high possibility that it is a bad film, and I just enjoyed it because that's how I roll. So that is the film Code 8. Again, it's on Netflix. 
Um, you know, if there is one thing, this podcast should be probably sponsored by Netflix. Uh, right, let's talk about some games. Games are... <sighs> games are an issue. Um, the one thing that is sort of coming through the lockdown is I can't... I can't settle on a game. Um, I think I mentioned that I was playing... <clears throat> or I needed a palate cleanser, and that palate cleanser was Jedi Fallen Order. <clears throat> Played it all the way through, finished it again, time number four. Found myself dipping into the Assassin's Creed games. I own a few. Uh, I played Black Flag, um, fell out with it. So I tried Assassin's Creed Origins. The problem with that game is originally, I remember the controls being super. I referred to it as Dire Assassin's Creed. Um, put it on, tried to play it, and I just couldn't play it. The controls are. There's just nothing to it. There's no meat on the bone. It's press forward, and if you need to jump over something, press this button. That's not Assassin's Creed. That's. You know, that's every game. I remember some Assassin's Creed games where it's like, you want to climb that tower, use those four buttons to do it. And that made it feel like it had more substance. Um. Really didn't get on with playing Origins, so I jumped ship and went to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <clears throat> I don't feel that Assassin's Creed Odyssey Odyssey should be called Assassin's Creed. It really does not feel like it should have the Assassin's Creed tag. It should just be its own game. You know, the moment you don't have the hidden blade, you... You, you're not playing Assassin's Creed. I don't care which way you slice it. The controls are a little bit better. Um, still has some of the issues with the the way you fight, the buttons you use to fight with. Um, so there's that aspect. But certainly better than Origins. I was playing it, but I wasn't loving playing it. But then I what kind of was... It was just it was enough to keep me engaged just about got so far and i was like you know i tried to play um assassin's creed syndicate um but it was one of these games where it was like once you've played it you have, the only way you can replay it is by deleting the save game um so i'd installed it found that was the case and uninstalled it and then at another point in time uh, when I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid 5, I had to delete the save for that. So I was like, well, while I'm here, I'll delete the Syndicate save. Like, do you know something? I really enjoyed Syndicate. So I'm going to put that on. I'm going to play Syndicate. So again, jump ship. This is the problem I've got at the moment. Jump ship from Odyssey to Syndicate. Was really enjoying playing Syndicate. However... Some of the mechanics in that game are super broken. And what I will say is, more broken than I ever remember them being. It's like the people that made the game went back and they were like, oh, this game's, uh, this game's nicely polished and nicely rounded and nicely finished. Uh, yeah, we don't really want that. Let's, uh, let's break some of the mechanics in it. 
Yeah, it's that thing where if you <clears throat> if you want to like jump off a really tall building and you're not doing the leap of faith, it'll just jump off. You know, okay, cool, I'm dead now. Maybe I shouldn't have jumped off that really tall building. Um, I was really enjoying it. I was really into it. Um, note the appropriate word there is was. Um, <clears throat> there, there were there are issues with it a lot around the mechanics, but um, it was just about being able to be playable. Um, before I tell you what I'm playing currently, uh, I want to give a mention to um, when I went to the arcade in Bury or Bury. Um, I mentioned that there was like super big TVs. Um, which had current games on, uh, one or like a couple of them, two or three of them. I'm not letting that screen go. Uh, two or three of them had Mario Kart. Uh, me and Sam and Mr. Panas uh, had a couple of games of Mario Kart. Nothing, nothing major. I think some of the settings were weren't quite to our liking. Uh, we were just playing against each other, which wasn't really what we wanted. But gave me an idea, and I was like, oh, you know, I think the girls would enjoy this. I think they'd enjoy playing it. Um, decided to buy the bullet recently. Bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Switch, and another controller for the Switch, which allowed the option for because of the Joy Cons, allowed us to play three player. Um, something that I've never seen before, which is such a good mechanic in a game i'm so impressed with it um obviously i can i can play mario kart uh my eldest she's sort of learning to play mario kart um so that's fine <clears throat> my middle daughter wants to play but she can't she can't do all of the mechanics involved to play mario kart she can you know barely understand the concept of hold this button down to go let alone turn the stick and shoot the weapons and stuff. So, it doesn't change the fact that she still wants to play. <clears throat> and, you know, mid-race, go off and get a toy, have a drink of water, and um, a bite of something to eat. Every other game I've ever come across would be like, well, then you're not going to win. Um, Mario Kart 8 seems to go, hey, kids are going to want to play this game, and not all of those children are going to be able to play it the way the game wants you to play. So we will give you a helping hand. If we sense that you're, you are one of those people, it's like it's got like a bit of an auto mode, so it'll keep the car moving, and it'll keep it on the track. It won't be going at full speed, and it won't fire the weapons. But it means that you're not sat there going, oh, the, that person's playing, but the car hasn't done the three laps it needs to, and this race is never going to end. Because although that character will come last, not always, admittedly, but most of the time they will come last, they will finish the race and a little bit behind whoever else is playing. Super cool feature super enjoyable aspect of, of, of a game. I'm super impressed with that. Um, hands down, the best investment I've made uh, 
in lockdown, during lockdown. Now that I think of it, I'm not sure if Leanne bought it. Oh, I'll be getting in trouble for that. Hands down the best investment that's been made during lockdown. I'll say it that way. Um, as a family, we've had like family games times. Uh, we've sat down, we've played. And everybody, including the middle daughter, has enjoyed playing that game. Super fun. Super good investment. Um, so that is that. Very enjoyable. So... I am playing uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Reason being is that Sam was like, oh, you're struggling for games. Get yourself on this. It's a super cool uh, RPG. You'll like it. Crack on. I looked up, looked at some reviews, 9.5 out of 10 sort of reviews. Um, the version I've got is like the super duper version. Only because that's the version that has come out. It's like it's like a, I think it's like a remaster. Or did it go from PC to console? Um, I looked at some videos. I looked at some reviews. I'm like, well, this game scores amazingly. Um, I could get it for less than twenty pounds. So I'm like, sold. Let's do this. I get it. I install it. I start playing it. Um, now, at this point in time, I am still playing this game. I will stress that I am still playing this game. However, this is a full-blown, hardcore RPG. A classic-style RPG, I think Sam called it. And I, the way I've said it, uh, I've gone to Sam and gone, I think this is just a little bit above my pay grade. I've been playing it for a few days, and the entire time I've literally spent going... I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's happening. What's going on in this game? Um, I'm never off the internet trying to find what to do next. Um, I've watched a video this evening to try and find what to do next. Um, it's not super helpful in that area. Like, it's like, oh, here's a mission. Cool. You can't select it, so you don't get a waypoint for it. Awesome. That's a massive help. Thanks for that. Something else that's super fun. Oh, you need to go and uh, you need to go and fight in the arena. And we're not going to tell you that. We're just going to tell you the arena's there. So there was that. Uh, I found a little. Uh, I found another character. So I'm wandering around. I was like, all right, okay. I need to go to the arena. Having looked it up online, need to go to the arena. Need to win. Go down. Have a conversation. Oh, maybe you're the one. Okay, let's find out. Go and do the fight. And I died. I come out of the arena. Everyone's like, you're not the one. I'm like, oh, okay. Talk to everyone again. All they're saying is I'm not the one. Leave the arena. Go off. Find two other characters. So I've now, I'm now a party of four. Complete a few missions. Play for about an hour and a half. Go back to the arena. You're not the one. Well, let me fight in the arena to be the one. Quote, unquote, the one. How do I do that? How do I reset the arena? Obviously, looked it up online. Oh, yeah, if you fail the arena, that that that's that. You only get that one opportunity. Cool. Do you remember the bit where I said that I'd gone off and done a load of other stuff in that game? Yeah, I had to load a save that was an hour and a half earlier from when I'd just gone in, before I went into the arena. 
I then had to go and do the stuff that had taken me an hour and a half, get all those additional characters, and then go to the arena. And by the way, at no point did it tell me any of this. It expects you to have a certain level of telepathy. Um, you are supposed to know what it wants you to do without any information. You're supposed to know how to do things without any information. Stuff like this is just, it, it's beyond me. However, I am still playing at this point in time. Uh, obviously, I've got Syndicate as, as a backup. If at some point I get to the point where I really am flagging with this game, I can go back to Syndicate. Um, but I am still playing it, and I will put it on. You know, Once this is done and wrapped up, I will go and play it again, uh, just to see if I can get any further. And maybe, I, I, you know, I'm kind of waiting for that point where it clicks. And that hasn't happened yet. So, we shall see. Um, as far as VR is concerned, I'm sure by this point you've worked out, I'm still using the VR for the boxing. Uh, I'm still waiting for my face around to turn up. That's been three weeks since I ordered it. Every time I check the status of it, it says it's in transit. So, you know, any day now. Um, I really wanted to play some VR stuff um, that wasn't boxing. So on one of my rest days, I was like, I'm going to play VR. And I did. I played uh, Aspire 1. Because I tried to play Arizona Sunshine. And I was like, oh man, I just all I ever play is Arizona Sunshine. Let's play something else. You've got a bajillion other games. Play one of those. Played Aspire 1. It was fun. I was just running around on it. Um, again, a game that, that suffers from not really telling you, or not really giving you any information. So I was just kind of running around, shooting people with uh, the trank gun. Um, and then if I needed to shoot people with like a machine gun, I was. I wasn't really fussed about it. Um, I've forgotten a couple of the mechanics of that game. You can do a thing with like a camera on the back of your hand, which I can't remember how to do. Um, so that's a bit unfortunate. Um, ultimately, I'd been running around, played for quite a while. But I got to a point where I couldn't find where I needed to go next and I was just going round and round in circles. So um, I stopped playing. I was running out of power on the headset, I think. So I turned it off at that point. That was kind of that. I will go back to it, you know. Uh, like I say, um, with using the VR for the boxing, it doesn't allow me the opportunity to play VR games because I get so sweaty in it and I have to take the surround off and let it dry. Hopefully when the new strand comes, that will stop that issue. The VR is getting a, a workout, and so am I. Um, so there's that. But obviously there are other things that the VR can do, and there are other games that I'm just not touching at the moment. So there we go. Uh, <clears throat> this was the point a week ago where the laptop told me it needed to do a restart. Um, something I'm super annoyed about is after it's done all of this restarting nonsense, um, my background's missing. The the laptop background is just black. It's really unappealing um, because it should have the Cookie Cast logo on. Um, but in a quick search to try and find it, I couldn't find it, so uh, I'll have to dig that out and put it back. 
Um, so let's see if we can actually finish this podcast. Come on, cross the finish line. Um, the only thing I've got left is what what would have been the gym section. I am not at the gym, as I'm sure you are aware. Um, I am working out at home five times a week. I am doing cardio through the boxing, and I kind of was saying I've done some running, bike ride, so on and so forth. Um, I am doing weights in the armory. For those of you that don't know, the armory is my uh, home gym in the garage, because that's where the guns are built. Um, Press-ups, kettlebell, armory, full workout, full weights workout, um, I've been, I was doing the Joe Wicks, I was doing the, you know, the running, bike ride, all this, it's not enough, um, I've put on weight, uh, I'd like in some reality for that weight to be muscle, um, I know it isn't, uh, so need to address that side of it, I think, you know, we need to push through on the cardio, what I will say is, I had like, I think I had, 20 minutes, half an hour or something to do a full workout this evening. So I absolutely blasted through uh, press-ups, kettlebell, straight out into the garage, was doing, um, uh, was just doing arms um, today rather than uh, chest and stuff. So rattled through all of that, came back in, still had time to go on the boxing. Uh, I was messing around with some of the settings on the boxing, trying to make uh, some aspects of it a little bit more difficult, uh, which I did. Uh, but it still wasn't quite right, so I attempted to to try and take on the champ. Holy shit balls! By the third round, I couldn't lift my arms. All I could do by the third round was punch him in the stomach by just like jabbing at waist height. I couldn't lift my arms. I was white. That was a proper workout. Uh, in case you're wondering, I did beat him. Uh, I managed to beat him by the end of the fourth round. Uh, four out of five rounds. Um, but my word, that was tough. Super tough. Um, so yeah, that's that. Still working out, still still crushing it in that area, uh, just not crushing it in all areas. Uh, I still consider that I'm, I'm killing my clone, um, but I think my clone is maybe getting a bit sneaky and trying to kill me in other ways, so I need to get on top of that. Um, I've had a conversation in the last 24 hours around the fact that um, I've got a, uh, I've got a birthday coming up it'll be even closer by the time you hear this um it's a big one i'm not i'm not fishing for any presents but if you want to email me i can let you have the address uh if you do need to send anything um what i'm saying is the birthday is a big birthday but in in a lot of ways the the for me the biggest aspect is is once i cross this or this time threshold um what's going to happen is things are going to become a lot more difficult and I don't want that to be the case. Uh, things are already difficult enough um, for a multitude of reasons, and I don't want that to be the case. It's that simple. So um, 
I've got to get it all locked in before then. So I've got this time scale and I've got a goal. So that's that, basically. Uh, got to get her, get her done. So here we go. Let's 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 do it. I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you guys who are watching and listening and all of that on YouTube. YouTube has had a massive uplift in the last month. The 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 numbers are absolute insanity. Super super huge. Thank you. Um, do do get the the subscribing going if you just if you're just dipping in and out it's not going to hurt to subscribe i subscribe to loads of things because i think it's important and it's certainly not intrusive it's not intrusive at all you just i think every now and then you get a notification um which i'm sure you can probably turn off but subscribing really helps the channel you're helping uh, massively by watching listening and all that um help help a brother out by uh by chucking a subscribe our way um i think we had five thousand views which i'm sure for some youtube channels and for some youtubers that is a drop in the ocean for for us five thousand's huge uh we had over 1600 views in one day um, those are, to me personally those are some big numbers and i'm super proud of that and i'm super proud of everything that you guys are doing and like i say just want to say a big thank you a big big thank you uh and that's that i might actually finish this podcast i'll see you guys i'll talk to you next week thank you thank you thank you see you later so there we go watch things up Sorry if it was a bit uh, rushed, maybe. I don't know. YouTube watchers, make sure YouTube subscribers like, share, comment, get a friend to do the same. Then other people, you know the rules. Everybody jump over to cookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some social media love, some email love, some just some general love. So there we go. That's this one done. Till next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye.